Howdy, everyone. It's Ben here, your second favourite dungeon master of dice paper roll. Um, it's been a little while since we recorded the episode that you're about to feast your ears on, um, and we've got a bunch of new patrons that we would like to say hello and welcome to. So a big shout out to Laura Edmondson, Lloyd the Wolfman Wagstaff, Robbie Anderson, Terry Keller and the Kilted Chicken, and our newest subscriber, Pat Natoli. Welcome aboard, you guys. Thanks so much for all of your help. It really helps us keep the lights on here and, and helps us to make this uh, this little beast that we call Dice Paper Roll. Now, before I let you into the pod cave to listen to this week's episode, we've actually got a little bit of news. Myself and Emil are going to be participating in a panel at Oz Comic Con in Melbourne in a couple of weeks. So the date is Sunday, June the 9th at 4.30pm. We'll actually be joining some of the cast members of Split the Party and D&Ds for Nerds to talk about character creation and playing D&D for an audience. So uh, we're super stoked about that. It's going to be heaps of fun and you can find more details and buy tickets at ozcomiccon.com. All right, that's enough for me. Enjoy the show. Previously on Dice Paper Roll. On the golden salamander they sailed through the asteroid belt. Before them loomed a moon base, a place where pirates dwelt. They disembarked and wound their way through bustling winding streets, whereupon they found familiar faces on the folks that they did meet. Barry, a kindly milkman, gave shelter and space milk to all the children. V gave the tight for apt attire so they could blend in like civilians. Upon their exit, they were halted by Dent and his red-cloaked guards. Thandor failed to fool him. Muskets fired and bullets dropped them hard. Meanwhile, the newly turned tiefling bard stood in a domed room. She saw visions of moons colliding. So many worlds had met their doom. Calatras revealed it was the bard's failure to play her powerful song that caused the collision of the moons and all that would go wrong. In the wake of destruction, the devils claimed many souls for their war. Could she really be to blame? The prospect shook her to her core. Welcome back to Dice Paper Roll. This is Chapter 11. Uh, we're in the pod cave, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, we are made on the land of the Rwandri people of the Kulin Nation who never ceded sovereignty over it, and we want to acknowledge that. Um, we are also brought to you by our very delicious and generous patrons, our Patreon subscribers, and, um, yeah, they make the show happen each week they give us some cash. And if you want to subscribe, you should because um, we're here because of them. And you'll get your name read by someone in the cast. Yeah. So head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash dice paper roll. And just for shits and gigs, uh, I kind of feel like with uh, the kind of theme that's been happening with this show is that I'm going to do it in a pirate voice, or at least my best attempt at a pirate voice. So our patrons are... 
wait, wait. Um, arr, arr, arr. Okay, okay. Alex Boak, Blaine Douglas, Daniel King, Daniel B, Danny Carroll, Irene Gucci, Jasper, Casper Morris, Leaf Burner, Lewis Potter, Matthew Undead Ban, Mika Wallace, Ryan Lewis, Sammy Duncan, Trent Denham, Trevor Goodchild, and Liam Stunner. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? Why, yes. why wouldn't Daddy, you want that? Yes. If that isn't worth a dollar, I don't know what is. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you really, really love the podcast, it is really the best way to support us because it just it really helps us do a lot of things. Um, my name is Emil. I play Brackeye the Goliath Barbarian. And that's, uh, that's, that's me. That's who I play. He's a Goliath. He's a tall dude. And his uh, skin looks like the mountain. And his hair is green. And uh, he's a really good moustache. My name's Dan. I play Thundor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempus. Uh, he used to wear plate mail. He doesn't wear plate mail anymore. He just sold it. Uh, traded it out on the last episode and got himself a killer fucking like lightsaber-y kind of glaive which now is no longer in his possession so that was a bad choice he makes bad decisions is pretty much what Thandor does I think a laser yeah. glaive is not a bad decision no, by I anyone yeah I know but now he doesn't have it so I'm like doesn't he? you don't I know don't that know. I don't know doesn't I don't know he? well I got shot so I don't know anyways that's that's Thandor mm. My name's Ben. I play Snatch, the Alfling Rogue, and currently I'm decked out in a human-size pirate shirt that is open all the way down to my belly button and a bandana, and I'm riddled full of bullet holes because uh, Thandor can't bluff his way through a fucking wet paper bag. I had a good fucking go at it, though. Yep. My name's Greg. I play Aelan, Aaron, Aeon, an Asimar sorcerer of Helm, who is an angel wearing a human suit. Uh, he is. Uh, oh God! Has a flashy grill and uh, long blonde hair and uh, an oversized chin, uh, which matches his confidence. Uh, and this week we're joined by special guest. Hello. Hello, my name is hey. Oliver Coleman. Welcome, Oliver. Oh, Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It was my first ever game of Dungeons and Dragons, and I am thrilled to be here with you guys. <laughs> uh, do you want me to say who I'm playing? Oh, we'll we'll get an introduction to your character just coming up. But great, great to have you at the table, man. Mate, it is so good to be here. So um, we find our characters unconscious. A musty, wet stink assaults their nostrils as they all stir into consciousness. Driven from the forgiving darkness by sharp, rhythmic clanging of steel on steel, the ringing grows louder and louder as you each burst through the darkness and into wakefulness. The sound hammering pierces your skull, clanging in time with the dull throb of pain that courses through your bodies. Before you open your eyes, the crushing pain rushes to meet you as you feel the sting of a number of shrapnel and bullet wounds all over your body. Hot, burning pain flares across your skin and your eyes are driven open by the constant clanging of steel on steel. As you each open your eyes, you see you are all chained in a series of cells along a damp, moldy dungeon wall. 
Alan on the far left is gagged and bound to the wall, his arms splayed wide and his hands trapped and locked in steel gauntlets. His eyes stir open slightly. The left, though, is swollen almost completely shut and long trails of dried blood make their way down his body from the bullet wounds that pepper him. Thandor and Snatch occupy the next two cells, each of them hogtied by coarse ropes. Thandor, a fishy cloth gag fills your mouth. And on the right, a stronger cell holds Brackeye. His rocky form is fixed to the wall. His arms and neck and body are chained by thin, glimmering silver chains that pin him to the wall. Okay, so you all begin to regain consciousness. Can everybody make a constitution save for him, please? 20! Oh, 20 straight off the bat, Ben. Hey! 15! Yeah, excellent, Ollie. 16 for Thandor. 22 for Brackeye. Uh, and a 16 for Alan. So um, the 20s um, stir first. Uh, snatch, your eyes begin to open. You can feel your body swollen and painful. And as your eyes widen to slits, the, the bright light of burning torches seems to sear them and, and, and hurt your vision. Oh, this definitely feels worse than the time I ate too many apples. Ugh. Where the fuck are we? Brackeye, as you begin to gain consciousness once more, you feel the presence of the beast within you. You feel it stir and fight for control as you swim upwards into consciousness. But as you wrestle against it, the pain of your body slows your reaction and you struggle and fight and wrestle with the beast to be the first to plunge out of the darkness. And as you fight, you feel as if leaden chains hold you down. Can you make a wisdom save? That would be a a 13. Okay. So as you struggle and fight against the beast, the beast pushes you down, down into the darkness, and your body begins to strain and crack as the transformation begins to take hold. But suddenly, as the rush of life and animal ferocity within you flares to its full peak, you feel burning lines of silver fire around your throat and arms. And the beast, so fully in control just a moment ago, retreats, whimpering into the corners of your mind. (laughs) As it does, you surface and begin to open your eyes. (sighs) All right, Snatch. You all right? Uh, I'm awake, I suppose. Well, I guess they're alive. As uh, your eyes open, you see a wide hall separating your cells from those in front of you. In the centre of this wide hallway, a large flat torture device sits upright. It has leather straps for arms, legs and head, which pin down the figure of a terrified woman. The shopkeeper, V, her face so familiar to each of you, except for the the burn. The horrific scarring. (laughs) Except for the horrific scarring, um, is strapped to the table. Her face is bloody and bruised. 
her clothes torn and her eyes are wide in fear, riveted to the flaming torch that is held close to the unburnt side of her face by a tall, ominous, bearded figure in a purple robe. Dent stands over V, holding the flaming torch close to her face. His sharp features are twisted in dark glee at the terror he is inflicting. And as you wake, you hear him ask, where did you get that glaive? Behind these two that stand in the center, three empty cells lay unlocked. In the center cell, the figure of a fishman humanoid is chained to the wall. Half of his body mechanical and the other half fishman. Ollie, would you like to describe your character for us? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, people. My name's uh, Ramekin. That's my name. I'm an intergalactic arms dealer and a trafficker of fine foods and illegal delicacies. Do you want to know what I've been up to? What do you look like? What do I look like? Yeah, half of me is a, is a fish. I got a, I got a half fish head, and then I've got like a little fish hand down here, webbed. I'm purple and scaled, and I'm wearing kind of leather clothing all down one side. Then the other side, which has been blown off in a deep frying accident. <laughs> <laughs> Is mechanized. I kind of so it's like split down the middle. Split, like one side, sp- left side is fish. No, yeah, left side is fish, and right side is right side is entirely me- mechanical. So I've got a kind of laser rifle on uh, with me, and then this kind of mechanized hand gadget, which has multiple attachments inbuilt, which can change and do different sorts of things. Which maybe you'll find out about later. So you can see a number of kitchen uh, utensils strapped around the, the gun arm and you, your two arms are splayed out on either side of you, uh, mm-hmm. Ramekin, as you are tied against the wall. And you explain all of this in a jaunty voice to the waking characters across from you as a warforged humanoid continues to hammer at your outstretched mechanised arm. Uh, striking against the shoulder joint as he tries to dislodge your gun arm. Ah. Do you get feeling in that side? No, no, just pretending. (laughs) (laughs) I like to play along. Doesn't hurt. It's also not going to come off. (laughs) The Warforged hammers away relentlessly and methodically. No expression on its uh, steel face as it bangs away at the arm and as you say it's not going to come off it clicks out of place from your shoulder joint and the arm is removed by Andre who cradles it before him his look almost pleased as he cradles the arm and measures it against his own oh you give that back to him uh, so luckily the voice arm has uh, voice commands uh, which I can control and uh, it's, it's got a heat as, uh, attachment in it and that sort of thing. Uh, Andre's head swivels towards you rapidly uh, and he tilts his head quizzically as he hoists the arm in front of him. Yeah, and I, and I as scream, I go, maximum temperature. 
into the arm. The arm begins to glow red hot in Andre's hands and he drops it on the ground uh, as his wooden and steel hands begin to smoke from the heat of the arm, which drops to your feet in front of you into the filthy straw that makes up the the floor of the cell. And as it does, the the heat of the arm catches uh, smouldering... hay around it and little flames and, and smoke begins to, to spill out all around you. Um, Andre turns and steps out of the cell to stand beside Dent. And Dent turns from V as he looks appraisingly at the Type 4 strapped to the wall. They will be pleased. The one with the loot seemed desperate to find you. Rage. <laughs> Rage burnt in her eyes as she described you. You are fucked when she gets a hold of you. Wait, huh? Right, so, who the fuck are you? Uh, I don't know what you did to earn the ire of a devil queen, but she will reward me richly for finding you. Wait, who are you talking about? Right. Well, the devils, of course. I mean... Calatras has the lion wound around his little finger, but soon all the power that his friendship brings will be mine. This island will be mine, and lion will be dead and forgotten. All glory will finally fall to my lady as is right, as was destined once the moons collided. I feel like you telling us your um, twisted plans of control is a bit... I'm model like it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh... well, yeah, yeah, you're a villain, right? So that's well, what you do. Yes. Well, now that you've pointed it out, I'm not going to tell you anything else that you need to know. Fuck! trolls. <laughs> <laughs> and, and further than that. <laughs> Stereotype. <laughs> Lion's the big bad boss. He's the ruler of the, yeah. the asteroid. Andre, we mustn't tell them that uh, their little friend brought them to me and perhaps Lion will let me visit her and her sister in the forge. She will never again leave. One does not betray his trust lightly. And as you watch, you see um, Dent hoists a familiar rifle in his hand, the musket that was carried by Andromeda. I always did admire this weapon, and, and he holds it up. It will hang nicely on my wall, a reminder that the innocent can be useful after all. He passes it to Andre, and he and Andre turn um, and walk from the room. And as he walks past, Andre reaches to the torch that hangs next to the door and turns around and reaches up. And as he reaches up, you see he holds the torch to a series of rags that hang over the top of the torture table that sits in the middle of the room where uh, V is, is tied. He holds the torch up above her and lights the, the hanging rags above her. As he does, they all catch fire and in the silent room, the flaming embers of the rags begin to drift down around V. And into the silence as the iron door slams behind Andre, V begins to scream. Arikis, an image different from the others, appears spinning across the dome. A jungle-covered planet hovers into view, and in the sky, the shards of the broken moon clump together here. 
They spin and smash into each other, swirling into a single body. A moon. A moon that glimmers with the bright and silvery light. Calatras holds up his hands and halts the image. What is this? I'd say that's probably a moon. And with that image of the moon, you feel hope stir within you, Arikis. Arikis, who inside of her head, who had previously just been like, you know when you're like really sad and you're lying on the ground and you're just pushing yourself along with your feet while you're lying on the on your back on like a slippery wooden floor. Yep, and a so spherical she was, she floor. Previ- <laughs> yeah, she was just previously like pushing herself in like a circle across the bottom of the spherical floor. And as, as Ariki's on the outside sees the moon, Ariki's sits up, perked for anything that, she, that might come next. Calatras moves his hands, the image zooms down onto the world below. It soars over a thick jungle canopy to reveal a blast crater in the ground. The fringes of the rainforest have been pushed back by the blast that created it. The figures of were-tigers stand around the edge of the crater, hugging each other as they look to the sky and the moon above. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying. Uh, we're hogtied, right? My hands are behind my back. Yep. Uh, can I feel within my belongings and my clothes any of my hidden, like, thieves' tools or picks? Like, have they taken it? Have I got anything left on me? Um, as you feel down, you all realise that you're in your small clothes. So none of your items are on you. Um, me too. Uh, you're just naked fish cyborg body. Uh, yeah. A ramekin. <laughs> <Hello>. then- <laughs> Thandor, you're in your uh, quilted undersuit. Um, Nobody sweaty. dared to touch that. <laughs> yeah. Brackeye, you have, leather your, thong. you have your leather thong yep. on. Um, uh, Alan has his dirty loincloth around him and snatches a pair of silk boxer shorts with Batman on them. <laughs> Batman with bat nipples yeah. on your <laughs> on, Why not? on your silk no, boxer shorts. Eating an apple. Just quickly, continuity-wise, wasn't your like small cloak Alan draped around your shoulders the last? Time? It was, but the captors put it around. His, oh, that's kind um, of them, for the for for art purposes. Uh, okay. <laughs> I want to try and escape. I want to see if I can do anything at all to struggle free of my bonds. I mean, it would be great if in fifth edition there was a thing called escape artist. I don't know why they got know, rid of that fucking skill. Seems but, uh, handy. Do a, um, a sleight of hand check. All right. Well, that is a four on the dice, 12 in total. So you struggle against the the coarse ropes that tie your hands and you're unable to slip. But as you do, you wriggle across um, the floor of your cell. (laughs) The the damp, mouldy and and shit-laden straw that covers the floor um, squelching up against you. Sorry, I've been in worse. Can you make a perception check for me? Sure can. Ooh, 17 on the dice. Uh, 26. Okay, so as you wriggle caterpillar-like across the floor, you feel one of the stone floor tiles has a crack in it. And as you wriggle across, you can feel a splinter of stone sort of move with you. Great, I'm going to use that to try and free myself to 
Is it like a sharp sliver of stone? Yeah. Do, uh, can you make an acrobatics check? Yeah, to... sure. 20! Uh, you flip yourself over and rub the coarse rope against the sliver of broken stone. And as you do, you can feel it fraying. Come on, Tamora. Come on, Tamora. Lady luck. Lady luck. You got worms snatched? Yeah, I got worms pretty bad too. Yep. Yep. Broke ice squirms in his oh. liver thong. Best thing is salt or fire. Uh, that, that's what I've always heard. Yep. And also, sharp it to stone. As you say that, the rope yeah. snaps through and your hands become free. Awesome. I undo my ankles quickly as well. And then, am I in the same cell as Thandor? No, you're all in separate cells. Uh, okay. Um, so the door is locked from the outside. There's a mechanism next to the door. Can you see me? Yes, everyone can see you across the way. And, v... and your cloaca. Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm shouting for help now because the hay is on fire underneath my flipper and my me mechanised foot. Um, Sorry, your McMechanized foot? My McMechanized foot. I got it from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. It's Five bucks for the Happy Meal. And the heat is um, particularly bad for you. As a fish man, you need to maintain, oh, exactly. a, level maintain a certain level of moisture. All right, exactly. all right, all right. Jeez, um, you're interesting looking dude. All right, I'm coming, I'm coming. Um, fuck, what do I do? I look around for uh, any... Oh, I might. Can I snap off that sharp bit of stone and try and pick the lock? Yeah. Just use my uh, the, the 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 hand, my mechanized hand. With but all you're in a different cell. Like you said, it was voice activated though. Oh yeah, it is oh. voice. I'll just oh, unlock I mean, it for you. Oh. I'll just unlock it for you. It's fine. <laughs> Great. Can you roll a sleight of hand check for me, uh, Rabbikin? Yeah. Uh, that is a nine. <laughs> you command your hand. What do you What do you say to it? I say shoot across into the other cell towards Snatch so that he can use it to free me. The arm tries to lift itself up like uh, thing. the thing thing from Adam's family, but the weight of the metal arm behind it just keeps slapping back down to the ground and, and flipping around like a, um, a, a face fish. hugger that's <laughs> missed its uh, target, <laughs> like a dead fish just flapping around on the ground. And as it flaps around, it begins to ignite more and more of the, the straw uh, uh, um, in your cell. Tell it to stop, I'm coming, I'm and coming. And stinky smoke begins to, to billow up and, and fill uh, your cell. Can you make a constitution save for me, mm -hmm. sir? Six, fifth, 16. All right, so the, the, this, the thick smoke begins to fill your, sm uh, your, your cell, um, but you're able to hold your breath and, and resist the effects of the smoke. Snatch, you see the, the, the spur of rock and you snap it off. Yep. Uh, you want to try a sleight of hand check to crack the door? Sure. Uh, that is a 22. Uh, you're able to to pick the lock from your side, and the the door swings open All in right. front of you. So you've got V in the um, the hallway in front of you, strapped to the the table, um, and she continues to scream as the embers of the burning rags fall around her. She's terrified of the fire, and as the door opens, the screams peter out into deep, racking sobs that seem to come from deep within her abdomen. She is. Absolutely terrified. Brackeye attempts to break his bounds. Um, strength, I guess. Strength. Yep, strength check. Yep. Uh, that makes it a 16. 
Uh, you strain against the silver cords, thinking these thin chains have no chance of, of holding you. But as you strain against them, with enough strength to, to break steel of, of, of a similar um, thickness, you feel it burn into your arms. And already weakened from the wounds that cover your body, you begin to grow close to blacking out. Brackei gets an erection. <laughs> you Michael Hutchins yourself on the silver well, his, ha- his hands aren't free so he can't with the Mars bar as well yeah. oh. the lack of oxygen to his brain causes the blood to uh, fill his, his, his erectile tissue and uh, so he manages to get a really solid erection snatch sees that and goes oh, 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 I'll come back to you in a minute so you feel the weakness overtaking you Brackeye do you want to try and push through and break out or, or will you give up at that point He's going to try and push through and break out because he's not going to let people suffer unnecessarily. 17 plus 4 is 21. Okay, you feel it ripping through you. And as you verge on consciousness, rage fills your body. A fury, an animalistic fury just consumes you. And you push through. And as you do, the chains snap around you and you slam into the iron bars in front of you. You can feel the hot rush of blood in your body as if you're about to transform and you slam your face into the the bars in front of you and bounce backwards. Um, Are there a handy set of keys, like just... just There's a mechanism on the wall which will open them. I'm going to pull that mechanism. Great. The the cell doors open on both sides, so um, all the cells are open, but... Thandor, Alan, and Ramekin all remain chained to the wall. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to run for Thandor. Thandor, Thandor, you got to help me heal these people. This is fucked. We're all going to burn alive. I pull the gag out, first of all. No! Save her! Save her! What are you doing, you stupid motherfucker? Go and save her! What I are you doing? I thought you could heal her burns! It's fucking hell, all right, mate. And I spit next to you, right next to your head, and I run over to V and I start... Is she chained or is she just She's tied? strapped to the, like, I start, flat table on, a, on an angle. I start undoing the straps. Yeah, so you, as you rip the straps, she frantically rips her way free and runs towards the door that's the exit to the room and just cowers in the corner, holding herself in the fetal position and, and weeping next to the bars as she gets as far away from the fire as she possibly can. Brecko runs towards uh, Ramekin and he tries to, attempts to free him from his bonds. Um, Brackeye, uh, you, yeah, you charge across the, the space, um, kicking up little bits of the hay that covers the floor as you charge across. Ramekin, you see this this huge uh, hulking Goliath charge across at you, and as he does, his face takes on a, an extremely animalistic aspect. Like his his cheekbones flatten, and his ears seem to point, and it looks like he has fangs in his mouth as he charges straight across at you. And at the last moment, instead of slashing your face, he rips the bindings that hold your arm. Stop. <laughs> well, hey, big fella, how you doing? Thanks very much for that. Yeah, no worries. Send me free. Oh. That's Aelan. Who's that? Uh, Aelan is still uh, chained to the walls, splayed, uh, a ball gag in his mouth. I reckon you'll be right from here. Yeah, nice to meet you. Brackeye goes to free Aelan. And Snatch walks over to Thandor and uh, and frees him. Okay, so you're all free in the prison chamber. 
uh, and this one door leading out. Tears are streaming down Thandor's face as he then goes over to V and lays hands on her and um, casts cure wounds on her. As you summon the power of your god to channel into Lady V, you realise the weakness that takes hold of your body and these half-healed or, or barely-healed wounds that that riddle your body. And as each of you are free and the adrenaline of that moment of breaking into freedom wears off, you each feel this overwhelming fatigue and tiredness take you over. Thandor, you reach your hand out towards Lady V and she shudders and, and, and cowers away. It's okay, my, my lady. It's 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 okay. I'm, I'm, it, you'll be okay. Fire, fire! I don't know what to do. Fuck! I don't know what to do. Um, uh, um, Tempest, help her! And um, tries to cast cure wounds on her. As you hold out your hands and and beg Tempest for help, a golden light suffuses around her and your healing energy fills her and the bruises and swelling around her eye and face begin to lessen and, and she shudders less and, and holds out a hand and grasps yours. Aelan uh, walks around the room healing each of the, the characters. He places a hand on Brackeye's shoulder as you hunker down on the ground the the wounds of the chains that you've broken ropey lacerations in your wrists where the burns of the silver chains have have torn into your flesh begin to knit together as he summons the the power of helm and a golden light surrounds him and then you Um, and he moves around the room healing each of you one by one snatch and thandor each of you are consumed by the light of helm and you you you're filled um, with health. Uh, and as he finishes healing you, Thandor, he stumbles to the ground out of spells. Oh, no. Bloke needs a reach around, eh, Thandor? <laughs> I would oh. love a reach around, Thandor. He, off the ground, reaches oh, up and just pours at your dirty, uh, padded. Okay, well, I guess I'm the only one to do this in... It's only right. Collapses against you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Thandor. Thandor. He kind of... He, he, he looks at, at Aelan and how much the power of Helm and his protectiveness and, and how much Aelan actually cares about the group and how much devotion he has for his god and um, is touched by the fact that, like, you know, that he... he has such passion for looking after everyone and um Thandor reaches one arm around um <laughs> Aelan's waist and then another and just gives him like a, a spooning hug standing up and casts another cure wounds on is that your new signature move yeah <laughs> just a little a cuddle it's okay, man. It's As you right, do, Elaine cranes his neck up towards you, his eyes wider than usual and, and brimming with tears. And as the heel goes Thandor off, leans in for a, a single tear falls down his cheek and he whispers, Thank you. 
but I'm still very weak. I'll just help the NPC here. Okay. It's really up to you guys now. All right. As Alan's healing suffused snatch, he shivers and he's standing there while Thandor heals Alan and he's poking at the places in himself where he was full of gunpowder and, and bullet holes and he's looking down in wonder and he he's confused but his eyes kind of steal over in, in rage and he's sort of looking around and, and filled with grim determination to pay back whoever did this and he looks over and takes account of everyone in the cells and then his eyes fall on this half fish, half mechanical being and says, well, what are you doing in here? Where, what have you done? Can you help us get out of here? My name's Snatch. Yeah, yeah, hopefully you guys can help me get out too. What did you do to get in here? Well, I just came here to steal Lion's quail egg. He's got the only quail in the galaxy, guys. Oh, so I came for, came for his quail eggs. You guys like quail eggs? I love quail eggs. That sounds delicious, I won't lie. Yeah. Never tried a quail egg. I oh. love breakfast. I haven't had quail in so long. Yeah, oh, you don't want to kill us. You just want to have its eggs. Steady on, big fella. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this guy along. What, are you some kind of chef or something? No, I'm not, I'm not a professional chef, but I do cook up a mean brunch. Well, it's nice to meet you guys. I should have you over for breakfast or lunch, I think. Well, and how's that sound? I, I go and shake your mechanical hand that's lying on the ground. Nice, nice to meet you. Oh, that's a bit personal. <laughs> Don't want to touch the fish flipper. What's wrong with the fish flipper, big fella? No, nothing, nothing, and I high-five it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, nice to meet you. And then uh, I, I reattach my multi-tool mechanical hand. Um, and I'm like, well, guys, uh, looks like we're all stuck in this together now. Do you know your way around these parts at all? No. I found... Uh, well... If we get out of this door, I might be able to show you guys how we can get out of here. Uh, see, I, uh, I flew my ship here. If these guys still have my ship here, then we could get out of this place. Oh, you have a ship. Is it is it fast and sleek? It is fast. I wouldn't call it sleek. Uh, it, uh, it has its own character. Um, it, it's a bit bumpy. It's kind of a... Look, it's a bomb. It's not great. Uh, <laughs> it's not very fuel efficient. It doesn't go very fast around corners. It only gets into fourth gear. But, uh, you know, it'll do. It'll it's, get us out of here. It's it better get than us the out of here. Got. That's fine. It's one of those ones that flies in the air, is it? Yes, yeah, it's a spaceship. Yeah, sp- speaking of that, what, uh, yeah. f- flying ships, sp- are we dead? Uh, what? I mean, what? I'm very fucking confused about what's going on right now. Wait. Yeah, this whole space in the air on the moon thing is. Yeah, we're on the fucking moon. I didn't know that was possible. You're not on the moon. You're on a. You're on an asteroid, guys. What the fuck is an asteroid? Where are you guys from? Greymead. Yeah, yeah Greymead. And then we came to a jungle, and then. Yeah, there was the jungle. Um, what, what, planetary, were... what planetary system are we talking? What? Uh, what? What? What do you mean? We're we're from fucking the planet like. Faerun. Faerun. TM. Abatoral. <laughs> uh, do you know which sector? What? What's a sector? What? Uh, Look, we, we were in Greymead. There was a castle. We were part of the city. There was the, the Lady V who looks very, very familiar. familiar, like very similar to this uh, burnt uh, woman. You may not be able to tell that she... It, also, uh, how are you, by the way? Yeah, you all right there, V? <laughs> She's uh, leading heavily against Alan. 
she's still in shock after the uh, fire. And guys, um, I've got some medical drones on my ship that will be able to help her out. Look, I'm just putting that out there. Could could help if you if, all come with me. If you get me out of here, I can show you where to hide, and then we can get to your ship. Are we? Where are we now? Are we in that was Dent, right? Before. I I think we're in Dent's. Are we in the dungeon. C- Is this the citadel, or that's a different place? No, th- below the church. Below the church. The church of Shah. What? Shah. Who's Shah? Well, you guys are tripping. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of space mushrooms have you been eating? Well, nothing. I would happily eat a space mushroom. I'm quite mushroom hungry. Right now. I'm very, also. very famished. I think first step is to get out of here, right? Yeah, let's 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 go and look at this door. Agreed. I, I wouldn't mind finding my clothes and my weapons. Mm. So there's a heavy iron door in the wall that leads to the next room, um, and it has a keyhole lock. Well, uh, I've got this handy, very handy piece of sharp stone I happen to snap off the floor, and I reckon I'll be pretty, pretty good at just picking the lock. Just watch me waltz on up and oh, ramekin was it? Can, do you okay. mind just lifting me up so I can reach the keyhole? Uh, <laughs> Alright, don't mind if I do. Yep. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> feels, ooh, ticklish. Yeah, Alright. Slide a hand there. Uh, 19. Excellent. You, uh, Ramekin lifts you up with the one fishy arm and one uh, mechanical arm. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and as he does, you you tinker away um, at the door and you are able to unclasp the lock and the door creaks ever so slightly towards you. It's unlocked. See, I always say it, stones can do anything. I've, I, have, I have to say, I've never heard you say that before, Brackeye. You've only known me about a month. Well, th- yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I've you got 20-odd years of experience before this, my friend. <laughs> Right. It's rich, rich, rich backstory, <laughs> and it'll be released in eight editions after we finish this. It's a rich tapestry. Ballads of Brackeye, it's called. Oh, yep. Look a at story that. in 12 jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that top quality space age technology that door security system had. Just that little piece of rock opening. I was going to use my uh, complex kind of multi tool on this. What are you? Some, nah. you some kind of rogue? Some kind of... Excuse you, you but uh, I would say so, yes. <laughs> you too. Yeah, yeah. No shit. Hey, where'd you train? <laughs> where'd I train? Yeah. Uh, university of life. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I train. I couldn't, af- couldn't afford university. My family was very poor. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't get in, so... Shame I, on, shame on me. I just got one of those fake diplomas. Really? Black market, yeah. Ooh, one of those online universities. Yeah, one of them. Uh, Lady V coughs in the background. <coughs> Looks like, are we Shall boring? Shall we get the fuck out of here? Can we just go back to Greymead already? Like, can we just go now? All right, all right. Can we hop on the ship or whatever and just get out of here and go and see our friends and, like, go and just go back and just... All right, Thandor. All Come right. on, Thandor. You know, push down the feelings. Remember your church training. Push down the feelings. It's all right. We'll be able to fight something soon. You'll be able to express anger, and it'll be very healthy for everyone. Okay, that's good. Well, why don't you let us? Why don't you let us rogues lead the way? Hey, eh? we'll go make sure the coast is clear. And, yeah. Look, um, what? What do we just keep our voices down so that oh, the sorry. 
the, 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 the guards don't hear us. That's probably a good point. I'm sorry I made... I did it again. I'm sorry. I keep on fucking up everything. I don't know what I'm doing here anymore. Fuck, I don't know. Uh, look, guys, I know that we're in the dungeon. And if I can find our way to the landing pad, I'll be able to get us out of here. So how do you guys feel about following me? And we can kind of back each other up if we... We mean any yeah, yeah, scallywags we need to take out along the way. Snatch turns and whispers behind his hand. Everyone else, like, I definitely feel good about letting this strange person go in front of us all. I've heard that we follow the half fish, half robot man. Yeah, it makes sense right now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's pretty much the only option we've got. All right, yeah. It's the only oh. thing that makes sense right now. Like, okay, yes, all right, fine, I'll be with you. I'll be trust you. me, trust me. I trust you, fish ramekin. Great. Okay, so Ramekin opens the door, peeks around the corner just to check that the coast is clear for guards and that sort of thing. You creak the door open in front of you, and as you peek through, you see another room equal in size to the one you're in now. There's a long wooden table in the centre. On the right, a fire burns in a hearth, and on either side, racks of torture tools hang, glistening with gore. On the left... There are linen sacks filled with all sorts of pieces of armor and equipment um, that are unfamiliar to you, Ramekin, but familiar to the eyes of the Type 4. And beyond that, another sturdy door um, stands. On the other side of the table, the figure of Andre, the Warforge, stands his feet splayed and a familiar rifle hoisted to his shoulder. Can everyone roll initiative, please? Calatras stands, his mouth agape, as he looks up at the image of the jungle. This cannot be. Arikis, we must find and stop whatever did this. His arms wave in front of you, and again you feel the stir of your own magic being drawn by Calatras as he rips open a tear in the fabric of reality, twisting the burning line into a glowing portal that he steps through. As he looks back, you feel the rage of the devil slightly begin to abate, but he beckons you, and you have no choice but to follow, your body carrying you through the portal. And as you step through on the other side, the rage builds again, the devil once more taking hold. <laughs> inside of inside of Ariki's head, Ariki's is like walking in the opposite direction, but because it's a sphere, she's just like walking on the spot. <laughs> like trying to walk in the other direction but to no avail the humanoids standing around the edge of the crater as you emerge look towards you the were tigers turn and seeing you both they see immediately a threat their hackles raise and they all transform into hybrid forms of were tigers and charge towards you and as they do calatras holds up his arms and devilish flames lick up the bodies of the first uh, few that charge towards you ariki's turns and is lifted into the air and bits of sand and dust and moon rocks float all around of her and she casts her hands out sort of like force gripping these tigers and lifting them up and slamming them down into the ground and she just moves in a straight line as these 
cats come at her and she literally just bats them away like they're cats. Um, one by one, the tigers fall until all that remains are bloody furry heaps of bone and gore on the ground. One where tiger remains, the leader, Calatras steps forward. Arikis, I think we should ask this one a few questions. What do you want from me? Oh, you know, just the regular information that you might give in a torture scenario. Who are you? Where are you from? Who are you working for, etc., etc.? My name is Mika. We don't work for anyone. And I could ask you the same thing. Well, you know you're not going to get that information out of me. But you are going to give us as much information as you can, aren't you? What do you want to know? Who is it that did this? Who brought the sky back together? It was the stranger. The rocky one with the green hair. And his friends. Don't lie to me! I'm not lying to you! And she slaps the the tiger. I'm telling you the truth. I I request diplomatic immunity. (laughs) (laughs) Ariki shakes the tiger. Tell me who they are! And as... Mika begins to say the next line. His name was... She she slits the throat of Mika. The were-tiger's limp body collapses to the ground. Can everyone roll initiative, please? Twenty! Damn. Damn, son. Mm-hmm. I got a one, one, one. Nineteen for Brekai. Twelve for Ramekin. Twenty-two for Snatch. Oh, fuck, I don't know what to, uh, what an unarmed strike is for Brekai. Just strength plus. Would I get proficiency with that as well? Yep. Wackadoo. I think so. Yeah, you get you get proficiency with unarmed. Beautiful. You can always rage. You're all at um full. So Alan's healed you all up. Alan, oh, yeah, Alan's, That's why he's got no spells left. Yeah, he's man. Just, just blown his whole spell list. So he's helping. Just blown. Alan just Isn't blew it? his spell list all over you guys. Is he just tired now? As he did his whole spell all, load. As he just unloaded his salty spell load onto <laughs> each of you. <laughs> why is it salty? Jesus. So <laughs> like communion wafer? Is that why? <laughs> just like it, uh, okay. Sayo. Um, as he, and as a bit he, of tang, just like just, the communion wine. Uh, as he healed you, the, the bullets that were buried into your skin fell out and, and clattered to the floor. Oh, fuck yes. Um, Nats took one of those. And all of you are fully healed, but Alan still has a number of wounds over his body. The cure wounds wasn't able to fully heal him. Um, and he is exhausted and he and V are leaning against each other, arms around each other at the back of the group. The door swings open um, and Andre expecting you, hearing the, the commotion and noise behind the door, um, holds the the master crafted musket that once belonged to Andromeda to his shoulder. Um, so the door swings open and he fires a shot in the surprise round. Brackeye gets to act in a surprise round. Okay, awesome. Yeah. 
Okay, so the door swings open and Ramekin and Snatch stand at the front of the door, Brackeye behind them. And Brackeye, as the door swings open, your animalistic instincts begin to tingle and the hair on the back of your neck stands up. And you see Andre through the door, the, the musket hoisting to his shoulder, his eyes squinting through the scope. You go first. That doesn't belong to you, says Brackeye, as he starts to rage and charges headlong at Andre, attempting to grab the nozzle, nozzle? What is it? The nose muzzle. of, the muzzle of the rifle and rip it out of his grasp. Just bends it. <laughs> you dash forwards, knocking Ramekin and Snatch out of the way as you burst through. Ah. Um, the rage fills your body and as it does, with the rage comes the animal. Uh, do you want to transform? No. No. So can you make a wisdom save for me, please, with advantage? All right. All right, that's an 18 on the dice plus a two, so 20. Great, you charge forward and you feel the animal surge within you. And as it does, you begin to transform as you run forward, your bones cracking and elongating. But through sheer force of will, you are able to hold back the beast. And as you take control of your own body, the silvery tattoos that wrap your arms begin to glow with moonlight. As you charge across the room, this glow of moonlight shines and flickers across the room as you charge into Andre. Um, you reach up towards uh, Andre's uh, rifle barrel. Is it, I, I don't know, am I making like a strength check to rip Let's it out of the hands? Let's do an attack roll against right. each other. Yeah, great. Um, at 24. Okay, 16 on the dice plus strength and uh, proficiency is 7, so that is uh, uh, 23. 23. Yeah. Uh, Andre gets 24, so you charge across, um, and as you go to reach up towards the barrel, Andre hammers down towards your hand, um, knocking your hand out of the way and the barrel straight in your face as he detonates a shot. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, the, the, the rifle goes off in front of you. Thick smoke fills your vision and a flash of bright light as you feel this thunderous pain to go with the sound that echoes in your ears. Uh, a bullet flies into your chest doing 22 points of damage as it rips into your, your uh, breastbone. Brackeye holds fast and grits his teeth and then he makes his second attack by pulling the rifle closer towards him and slamming down with his right fist. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, that is... <laughs> 21. Um, as the, the rifle goes off, it's hot in your hand, uh, the muzzle heated up by the blast of the shot, and Andre looks directly into your eyes as you drag the muzzle closer towards you until it presses against your chest and reach back and punch him square in his metallic face doing five points of damage, which knocks him backwards and he stumbles backwards into the table uh, behind him, dropping the rifle, which um, you have held in your hand. And you see him reach behind him and pull a master-crafted glaive from the flat of the table. He holds it in front of him and as it does, it crackles alight with electricity. Did you say, did you say 51 points of damage? 21. 21. And is that halved with uh, no. rage? No, just 21 straight. Thank you all. What's a glaive? 
and or I'll let you explain this. As the resident uh, glaive, glaive uh, expert. expert. Well, okay, so uh, Remakin was it? Okay, so a glaive, a glaive is like, basically it's like a sword, but it's on a really long stick. So it's a reach weapon where it's like a t- like about 10 foot, but like it's got a blade on the end of it. And it just means that you can really hit people from a far distance without having to get them right up in your face. It's quite handy. Oh, I just use a gun, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Thandor, you explain this as you dash past uh, Ramekin uh, through the open door. And go, oh, you use a gun. Well, I, I've got something kind of similar to that. And Thandor, like, does the old finger gun at, what's his name? Andre. And goes, hey, fuck you. And then clicks with his thumb <laughs> and casts Guiding Bolt on um, Andre. As you click down with your thumb, a glowing red energy swirls around your arm and gathers pace as the rotations increase uh, faster and faster until it swirls around your outstretched finger and fires off this bolt which soars forward towards Andre. Oh, that was an 18 on the die. Um, 18 plus, um, fuck, what's my spellcasting thing? I haven't done that in ages. It's like a 25 to hit. Fandor hit. Yeah! Oh, my God. It's, it's been, been like so long. Many games. Five oh. episodes since oh. you did anything. Oh. Oh, it wasn't a one. It's been so long. Oh. <laughs> the bolt soars forward, smashing into Andre's chest as he brings up the glaive to guard against any incoming attacks. And the, the energy crackles over him, small sparks uh, flying from the joints of his body. And he begins to glow with a red target light. I'm so happy right now, like, honestly. Can I borrow a D6 from someone? I need four Yeah, you of can. Them. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, oh, listen to that. Yeah, I haven't had been up <laughs> so long. Oh, that's 10. Oh, there's a six. Thanks for that one. Oh, and uh, so, sorry, um, sorry, uh, it's uh, 20, 20 plus to 22 points of... Oh, wait, no, that's on my uh, thing. Sorry, no, it's just 22, 22. There's no pluses because it's just, it's a spell. I forgot. I Energy used a spell crackles. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Energy crackles through Andre, uh, sparks flying from his joints as he... Um, stumbles backwards from the force of the blow and he glows with a red energy like a a lit up target in the room uh, which casts shadows against the walls Um, so just the next attack against him has advantage against it ooh awesome little buff and attack eh hey hey two for one the red light Cast shadows across the room and lights up the bags of equipment on on one side and the torture tools on the other. And you can see starkly um, behind Andre, he's the the blast has pushed him back into the table. And as it rocks, you can see weapons laid across the table: an ornate dagger, um, a pair of two-handed warhammers, and a two-handed sword. Um, the two-handed warhammers glimped with uh, a silvery light. Dibs. Um, as the, the red light <laughs> fills the room, um, Snatch, you take your opportunity and... Yeah, I, I'm going to use my cunning action and dash towards the table, staying out of harm's way, and flip up onto that table full of weapons and grab the ornate-looking dagger and using the advantage of 
Andor's spell, leap onto Andre's back, and in my signature move, stab the ornate dagger into like any kind of crease or crack I can find between his metallic kind of plates. Fantastic roll. It's like metallic eye. Like, it's, but that's that's your signature move. He's got a lens, yeah, like yeah. a red like lens, robot lens. So roll me an sure. uh, acrobatics, yeah, please. Acrobatics is 24. You charge forward and slide underneath the table, grabbing the other side and flipping up onto the top. And as yes. you you spin over the top, you grab the dagger um, and crash into the back of Andre, with burying a, the dagger. With a feral gleam in his eye. And then attack roll is... Oh! oh! <laughs> it's a one, but... But Lucky. as he slips oh. slightly, oh. the halfling luck is with him. He gets to re-roll one. Tomorrow. Oh, it's an, only an eight, though. Uh, so that is a 17 hit. Oh, but I get advantage. You, you do, do get advantage. advantage. Because of Thandor's spell. Come on. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, 17. <laughs> no. Um, so you... Uh, Executing your signature move almost perfectly, you grab the dagger and reach up to stab into the eye of Andre, but you hit the outside of the lens and the thick glass that covers his eye deflects the blow, which just scratches up, leaving just a thin scratch mark on Andre's face. You know, I should have gone for the neck. Brackeye. Brackeye looks down at the uh, rifle in his hands and kind of makes an intelligence check to see if he can understand any... He's raging, but he's going to do it anyway. I think I should... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brackeye shakes his head and throws the, throws the gun to the side. <laughs> Grits his teeth, grabs the sword on his left-hand side and then lifts it above his head and attempts to, like, kebab the guy in his not-so-signature move. The kebabbing. You've shish kebab before. I have shish kebab before, but... Uh, chicken Maryland. Yeah. That means it's not going to hit. It's only a 10. Um, you reach forward and grab the sword, but as you do, you open yourself to Andre's attack and armed with the glaive, he twists his hands and the, the blade of the glaive glows with electricity as he spins and buries it into your um, into the side of your abdomen as you reach forward, stretching out the muscles um, and it buries deep doing 32 points of damage, so 16 because you're raging. Yep. Um, the electricity crackles over you and you spasm backwards from the blow, um, which saves you from some of the, the glaive cut, but you feel hot blood rush down um, your side and down your leg, um, and you stumble to the side, um, to the right of, of Andre, gripping the sword. He tries again to penetrate the defences, but fails. You swing the sword around and it hammers against Andre's steel body, uh, bouncing away. Um, as Brackei um, slams against him and, and Snatch tries to bury the um, the blade into his eye, Ramekin, you see Andre open in front of you, ready for your attack. Yeah, Ramekin, concerned about his newfound friend's jeopardy, uh, Ramekin still has his laser rifle, doesn't he? He does. You click the joint back into your shoulder and, and yeah. flex the arm. Yeah, I flex the arm, which turns the laser attachment on and opens up the laser rifle. And he takes aim right between his two comrades to try and get Andre right in the head. The arm slides around, um, mechanical pieces falling into place as a laser rifle forms out forwards, your arm fully outstretched. 
and power builds in your shoulder and ripples down the arm as it forms into a ball at the end of the rifle and shoots forward in a blast towards Android. Look out, fellas. Totally Metroid. Eight. Mega Man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Different references. Do they eight plus eight there? Yeah. Eight, uh, 16. Um, the, the beam fires forward and slams into Andre's chest. He's um, reaching out to attack Brackeye on the left and, and Snatch is, is hacking up towards his eye. He'd get advantage on that because we're... Oh, yes. Because um, we're both that. So you get to roll again and take a higher. Oh, oh Edge. 19. 19. 27. So the, the beam fires forward, hitting him square in the face. Um... Roll your damage. You have a couple of rogues, fuck. Five plus... I think it's just five. Oh, just five. Yeah, and uh, that's sneak attack because oh. he's flanked. Twelve. Six, Six, Twelve. Eighteen. Um, the, the shot hits... Twenty-three. 23. 23. The shot hit, the beam slams into Andre's face, rupturing the, the metal of his flat faceplate, and you see it begin to melt and stretch away, revealing the cords of coiled uh, copper underneath. Snatch and dodges his head out of the way just in time. Oh, my God! <laughs> As the head begins to heat up, yeah, you flip off onto the table behind Snatch, and Andre stumbles backwards, um, the, the table sliding further back towards the door behind him. Um you can fire again as well, Ramekin, if you want. Oh. I decide to fire again. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Woo-hoo. let's have another party. So I decide to fire again. Look out, people. Yeah, thanks for the heads up this time, mate. You've still got advantage as well, so you yeah. can roll twice. Oh, lucky because that was a one. Oh, 20. Oh. 20. you got to say it, Ollie. you got to go, 20. 20! Up an octave. octave. 20! And then I do... So um, when you get a critical, you you get advantage. So you roll your d20 and the dice twice. Oh my god. 27. 27, and then just roll those four again. Oh my god! Oh, shit. Four d sixes. You got three sixes oh, and a whoa. five. Uh, 18, 23 plus six, 27. 27 plus twenty-seven. So fifty-four, twenty-nine, and twenty-seven. 56. Fifty-six. Ooh. Damn, son. Fifty-six. Um, feeling the uh, arm back under your control, you twist it again, um, and a different coloured light begins to beam out. The light of the microwave. Uh, orange <laughs> light begins to glow and ripple down your arm that transforms into a green nuclear presence as you fire out, this time aiming the weapon slightly lower and it slams into Andre's chest, blasting him backwards into the door behind him which bursts open into the street. Um, and as Andre falls out into the mud, the bright light of the sun fills the room, blinding each of you. Um, can you all make dexterity checks for me, please? Is this to avoid damage? Uh, just blindness. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, use your evasion. 14. 8. 
Five. Eleven. Okay, so everybody but Snatch is blinded by the light that shines into the room. But Snatch, you can see outside no. the street in front of you, Andre lays in the mud and two red-cloaked guards rush forward to grab him under the arms. And that is where we will leave this week's game. Bloody hell. That cannon's a bit bloody good, isn't it? Yeah. Bit yeah. OP. Fish cannon. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, will the Tide 5 be able to escape the city and find the launch pad and Ramekin's ship? Will they? I don't know. I Let's don't find know. Out. I guess in a fortnight or thereabouts. Uh, that'll be chapter 12 when we do that. Um, thanks, Oli, for joining us for that game. Thanks so much. That was so much fun. That was yeah. awesome. Uh, if people want to find you, how can they do that? Just look up my name, Oliver Coleman, on uh, social media platforms. Yep. And I'll be there. Wave at me. Do one of those little Facebook waves. Yeah. Well, yeah. And <laughs> your home address? <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to you. <laughs> Who can say number. fairer than that? Skype login. Yeah. Well, we'll um, stick around because uh, we'll we'll have a quick chat as well uh, at the end of the game as we as we always do. Um, so that's us. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Uh, Fortnite. Yep. Chapter twelve. <laughs> we'll be here. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>it's time for the loose 10 with the tight five um a dissection greg good game mate thanks mate escape room oh man yeah that was fun lots going on bit of monologuing mm. at the start yeah there was yeah, quite a, a bit of villain yeah. but i love i love i love the 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 acknowledgement of the villain monologue, like uh, yeah, that that's always a fucking yeah, that was great. Is a self-aware villain any better than a non-self-aware villain? I suppose they're well, they're villainous either way. Yeah. It's more that's scarier when the villain's self-aware because they're more they're not necessarily just a product of their circumstances. They're choosing to be bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And they're choosing to monologue. They know that in Bond v- movies and whatnot that the villain always monologues and that's when he's going to die. But knowing that and then still choosing to monologue? That's ballsy. But to have you all in chains, I guess, feels like a confident position. Like, just totally fucked you up the first time and then, you know. Plus, yeah, but old mate had an erection through it. Yeah. Most, most villains <laughs> believe that. It's a natural reaction to a loss of blood to the head. Anyway, yeah. sorry. About and most villains believe that they're doing good. Mm. Mm. Yes. Oh, this, this villain definitely does. Mm. Believes he's doing his God's work. Um, I just have to say, I fucking love the half fish man. <laughs> oh, so much. Half Ramekin. android, robot, cyborg. What's the deal there? Uh, uh, he identifies as an android. Okay. Yep. Yep. Is he paranoid? Really? Sorry. Paranoid. It's interesting. That's it's not it's android yes. normatized. Under certain circumstances, he's very yeah. paranoid. Well, that's fair. He's well, half celluloid. Half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. That um, arm cannon. Worked a treat, huh? Yeah, that's a lucky, lucky little feature that he's got there. It's not just your average magic bullet. It's kind of got multiple functions. <laughs> yeah, you kind of one up to you there, Thandor. I don't yeah. know. I was just happy to have my own magic bullet that fucking landed. And <laughs> I just got like, I literally, Mate, I was you got to so love happy. a bit of finger banging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little, finger little, bang finger bang. Guns, little finger guns was like pretty great, but I don't have an arm gun. No, nice, nice hit though, Thandor. It's a shame um, no one could convert the 
um, advantage. Yeah, everyone look at Snatch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in cricket when the batsman takes the referral and it's like you're plum LBW don't hey, take the look, referral I was yeah totally I know, I that's, know that right? happens so often I bet there's a lot of crossover time, between right? D&D listeners and cricket yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> totally off leg spin I was just that. paving the way to make our guests look even better and mm. Ollie you, like you just rolled on oh. consecutive D20s a 1 and then a 20 that's pretty Fucking great. Yeah, I brought, oh, I brought my own fixed dice. <laughs> <laughs> They're weighted. That's why. Because, well, to be honest, that like sneak attack at the end with the three sixes and a five out of four d sixes is um that's uh that's just about a perfect almost roll. unheard of. Mm, just about. Oh, it happened once in 1934, but uh, we never speak of that. Yeah, because we're not talking about um, dark times. No, yeah, no, 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 and no, episode no. 37. Yeah. Well, the Second World War happened then, and. You know. We all know how that ends, right? <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I almost uh, called this episode 911. <laughs> that was uh, a little remain on the cutting room floor. Yeah, or maybe yeah. that'd be that'd be a really excellent end, end tag. tag. Yeah. 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 Or would it? That was great as a first time D and D player. Yeah, how was um, it? It's really interesting. It took me a little while to get into, but the whole um Getting used to visualizing the world, that mm. takes a little while to get used to because you kind of get lost. You're like, what's going on? Trying to keep track of it. And it took me a while to like be able to tune into what everyone was saying and like fully visualize the world. I thought that was Do you know, know, I interesting. St- I still find that as a player though, like, and particularly sitting here recording a podcast because you're looking at everyone having such a good time. And if, if for a second I let my thoughts waver mm-hmm. to tune into... Just you know, how damn oh, sexy Greg is tonight. Oh yeah, you just can't stop it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you you. Thanks for noticing. Yeah, it, you can you can tune out of what the description of the world. So I like to often, quite often, just sit sit with my eyes closed to yeah. try and get that picture mm-hmm. happening. I, I definitely do that, like particularly at the very start yeah. of the game, like after we do like our whole like oh, Patreon and like introductions and all that kind of stuff, and then it's like okay, let's play the game, and then the dungeon master starts doing their kind of opening of the story, a lot of the time I'll find myself just like, I'll start off maybe like looking around being like, ah, 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 D&D, and then I'll be like, no, no, like close my eyes, see the world. That's interesting. I do close my eyes, but I tend to try and drown out whatever I'm hearing with just my own thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Actively, really actively. I'm in a forest. I'm in a forest. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I usually cl- close my eyes too, mm. um, but not when I'm reading from a pre-prepared sheet of script. Yeah. But um, it does work well. I, yeah, I thought you took to D and D like a fish to water. Oh, oh. oh get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> no fish jokes, really. We were very um, our characters were very uh, appropriate. Yeah, mm. quite polite. Yeah, right? it would be rude to point out my fishiness or to make j- jibes at it. Mm. Um, no, I, I, Rami can very much appreciate that. The flipper high five was as close as we got, I think. Yeah. I, it was a good call out, though. It's like, well, I'm right here, and you, you, you're shaking my hand on the floor. You got something wrong with my flipper, bro. Yeah. Mm. I liked it. <laughs> Name is shame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and when we say fish, like based off the Kuatoa race, yeah, like the proper right. D&D nerds? Yeah, so half based off the Kuatoa race, half based off the Modron race. That's fucking yeah, so which is cool. cool. What, um, does anyone... What edition is Modron from? Is it in fifth? It's definitely yeah. the fifth Monster Manual. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, cool. They're like little constructs. I mean, I've read the Monster Manual. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Just for yeah, listeners yeah, who haven't read the full Monster Manual. Yeah, 
They kind of like look like minions. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Shut, no, no. They do. I'm going to say it. They look like robot minions. Nah. From Despicable Me. Nah. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> How dare you make me think of minions at a time like this? This is a sacred pod cave and you bring minions into it. Well, we're in the fucking the end bit where it doesn't really matter what we think about. I reckon a lot of people just turned off the podcast, to be honest. I think a lot of people went, yeah, he's right. Why are you being so <laughs> aggro to it? Well, the thing is, now that they they know this, they're only going to be able to imagine it as minions. That's the thing. They pervade the oh. imagination. That's because that's what they Wizards of the Coast did. They monopolized on a fucking already established fucking um Hey, hey, hey. Thing. Wizards of the Coast would never use pre-established <laughs> material from any source. How fucking dare you suggest that they would steal the gif Dude. from any... This is disgraceful. They are the original. OG. They're the OG. Yeah, they are yeah. the OG. I, I, I'm more um, interested sorry. in hearing. What... I mean, Tolkien. Forget about that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. who? who? Um, I'm more interested in hearing how Ollie feels about potentially now all the listeners from here on in f- picturing his character to be half fish, half minion. Uh, pretty ashamed and embarrassed by that comment. Yeah. Uh, Dory, I think I think maybe in future times we'll be able to fully establish that character so that they're picturing something far more beautiful and handsome. <laughs> Um, in, the, in a of, fishy mechanical kind of way. Yeah. Is there any particular kind of fish that you think um, Ramekin uh, half resembles? Murray cod, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah a conglomerate kind of... of like twenty Murray cod that yeah, have rotted 20. together on the the surface <laughs> of <laughs> of our um, well preserved yes. Murray Darling uh, base. But the thing is, we're we're recording this and we're not releasing it for like six weeks or two months, so, so there won't be any fish left. No, it'll be all dry. <laughs> no one will even remember yeah. what they remember were. fish guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a minion is? What the uh, fuck's a fish? Yeah. <laughs> no, sir, I, I, I would like my McDonald's toy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yes, and smells similar as well. To, yeah, um, excellent. You can Google that, folks. It's a, yeah. just a small disaster. It's an Australian that we're having... eco- eco- yeah. ecological catastrophe. Yeah. 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 Oh, Mother Nature! Yeah. <laughs> that we're really not oh. doing much to try and solve. Oh, you know, signed an online petition, so, you know. Stick that up your jumper. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Touché. Huh? Yeah, take that. Right. Take that climate change. On that happy note. <laughs> <laughs> it's been lovely to spend an hour with you. Uh, uh, I hope you've enjoyed hanging out with us. We will see you next time on another episode of Dice Paper Roll. Uh, see ya. Bye. Bye. Sayonara. What's a glaive? Well, okay, so a uh, ramekin was it? Okay, so a glaive, a glaive is like, basically it's like a sword, but it's on a really long stick. So it's a reach weapon where it's like about 10 foot, but like it's got a blade on the end of it. And it just means that you can really hit people from a far distance without having to get them right up in your face. It's quite handy. Oh, I'd just use a gun, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.